0: The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the NYSE ARCA Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose The Direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Index holdings are
1: subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus
0: available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor foresight
1: fund services. Adulting. The struggle is real. Keep it 100. Some personal news. I can't even. And sorry, not sorry, are just some of the things said and brought to you by millennials. And if you're from a later generation, I know you probably still think that all millennials are 15-year-olds. But actually, millennials were born from 1991 to 1996. And there's a lot of them. Today's ETF battle is a head-to-head matchup between millennial-focused ETFs from Principal and Global X. Is there a way to capitalize on this massive generation from an investment angle? Stick around for the answer. watching ETF Battles. I'm Ron Leggy. If it's your first time here, welcome to the show. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you're an old timer, welcome back. For both groups, keep your ETF battle requests coming. Hit us up with your ETF ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Also, don't forget to hit the like button if you've been enjoying our original programs. Now, be sure to check out the description section below. We've got links to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. Plus, join the waiting list for our new margin of safety investing tool. It's going to change the way you think about risk and investing. So today's ETF contest was suggested by a viewer named Thomas Beck, and he's a connoisseur when it comes to great ETF matchups. We've already done several of his ETF battle requests. And for today's show, Thomas wanted to see Gen Y from Principal Going up against MILN from Global X, millennials are the largest U.S. generation, according to the Pew Research Center. There's around 75 million of them, and that's a lot more than both Generation Xers like me and baby boomers. Uh, Both of these ETFs, by the way, are aimed at tapping economic trends within the millennial generation, and finding companies that are going to benefit most from that. So thank you, Thomas, for another excellent ETF battle request. Judging today's contest, we've got Tom ferris with Bloomberg, and Cynthia Murphy with the ETF Think Tank. Judges, thank you for joining us. Good to see you again.
2: Hey, Ron. Thanks for having me again. Hi, Athanasios.
3: Hi. On behalf of all millennials, thanks for having me on.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I'm glad they've got uh, good representation in you, Tom. And our four battle categories are cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then our mystery category- we're going to blaze through each of these categories one at a time, and then the composite results will be reported later on in the show via our final scorecard. Now, our judges can opt for split decisions. They can nominate wildcard ETFs if they feel there's a better choice elsewhere, and uh, we'll just have to see what they come up with. Keep in mind, none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or any of our judges. So let's kick things off with the first category, Tom. On cost, which of these two ETFs wins?
3: They're pretty close. The uh, principal one Gen Y is at 45 basis points, uh, 50 basis points for the global X one. Now, normally, we also like to look at things like total cost of ownership trading. The reality is neither these trade all that much. Uh, they're decent size, like the millennial one is almost 100 million and 20 in the principal one. So the real the on the trading side, they're, they're pretty close. The Millennial one is bigger, but Gen Y just slightly edges it out on the just on the top line uh, expense ratio at 0.5. So I'll give this one to the principal.
1: Thank you, Tom. Cynthia, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to cost?
2: Yeah, I agree 100. Uh, percent It's a little bit of a difference, but you know, in a market like now, every little bit counts. So. Why not save the five basis points if you think both options are equally good for your portfolio? I also think Gen Y pays a little bit of a higher dividend or has a you know a stronger track record there. So that could help a little bit as well. So Gen Y wins cost.
1: That takes us next to exposure strategy. Oh. Cynthia, it's still your turn. Give us your analysis.
2: So this category is interesting because while these ETFs are very similar, they're also very different. Uh, MILN from Global X is a US focused portfolio. It's, uh, I love the holdings in this portfolio. When I think of millennials, and remember, I have two kids in college, so they just missed that cutoff, but I'm almost there on, on watching what, what companies they're excited about. And you have in there your Starbucks, Uber, Costco, which, believe it or not, kids love Costco. Uh, so, so some of the names in the top 10 holdings of MILN, to me, are very representative of what I think of what this demographic is interested in. Um, Gen Y is a little bit different. It's more global in scope. Uh, there's not a ton of overlap here between the two. So I, I give the edge to MILN. I like the U S focus. I like the companies that are on the top 10 holdings. And in, in, at the end it has more holdings. It has almost twice as many holdings. So it's a broader portfolio as well. So I'm going to give it to MILN.
1: Tom, you're up next. How do you see it in this millennial ETF rumble? Give us your take on exposure strategy.
3: Cynthia hit on a lot of good things, um, but for sure the key difference is U.S. And when you first look at it, like MLN just seems like a millennial portfolio. Like she said, it's Starbucks and, and names like that. When you look at Gen Y, like Home Depot is at the top. I didn't know if millennials were that handy and they're all going and shopping at Home Depot. But to her point, the main difference is it's you have a good amount of China in there. You have a good amount of Europe. Um, so just... Keep in mind in the current environment that we're in, you know, do you want to have that sort of exposure in it? Because you're going to get much more of it in uh, in Gen Y. Uh, but you know, and. The other thing that I like about both of them is I always like to look at it in context of like the S&P. So I just want to make sure that if you're buying this ETF, you're not just paying for the same names that you're already getting somewhere else. So what I like is that there's very little overlap between these names and the S&P. You'll be surprised. Usually when you you look at it at first glance, like, oh, this just looks like that fund. But it's both very, very low. And they're actually low among each other too. So you actually, it is very pretty unique exposure, which I I like in sort of thematic ETFs. Um, But... Overall, just in the current environment that we're in, I like the U.S. heavy exposure. I like the portfolio on MILN. Maybe that's why it's got a little bit more in assets. I think people might, investors, maybe agree with that sentiment too when they're sort of looking at the two. So for expo- on the exposure side, I'll give this one to the Global X product, uh, MILN.
1: Full disclosure, Tom, I've been married to millennial for 17 years and she is handy, but she's not handy with housework and fixing things in the house. And as a Generation Xer, I still love her. But uh, thus far, my uh, my findings are inconclusive.
3: <laughs> well, that's true love right there. Then
1: <laughs> <laughs> that takes us next to performance. So, Tom, break it down for us. How do these two ETFs look in this department?
3: Yeah, they've been actually pretty close in performance. Uh, MLN has the slight advantage uh, in performance. Uh, you know, they've both they both launched in like 2016, so there's there's a pretty strong track record there for both of them, um, and. You know, with some of the exposure that you have now with Gen Y in Europe and China, it's definitely dragged on the portfolio a little bit. So uh, just because of the US heavy exposure, uh, MLN does get a little bit of the performance edge. Um, but in terms of total uh, performance, Gen Y, because of its international exposure, has a little bit of a better yield. Uh, so if you're looking for more of a yield focused play, uh, it does pay almost 3% now versus what MLN, which is pretty much flat. You're not really getting much yield from that. But uh, just on total performance, the edge will go to uh, MLN.
1: Cynthia, you're up next. How do you see things when it comes to performance?
2: Yeah, I agree. There is there is no argument there. The numbers are the numbers. Um, and, you know, MLN has outperformed Gen Y on a one-year period, a three-year period, a five-year period. It's a smaller performance, but it's there. And you know, this year they're both down something dramatic, like forty percent or something. So it's been a tough year for both. But uh, the track record's a little more positive for Mylan, so I'll give it to Mylan as well.
1: That takes us next to the mystery battle category. This is where our judges can give us that one factor or multiple factors they feel are critical to today's ETF contest. So Cynthia. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it?
2: So I'm going to go back to what we talked about in exposure. I'm going to go with thematic um, purity, if you will. Um, I really like MLN for its its preaching millennial, capture of the millennial opportunity. It goes really hard in trying to deliver that with its stock selection. I also think it's amazing that as a portfolio, both of these ETFs are you know, the the message here is millennials are all about communications because forty percent of each portfolio is in the communication sector. But MILAN has four times as much exposure to tech and it's super performing neck and neck. And I can't imagine a millennial generation without a focus on tech. Uh, and on top of the starbucks and i guess the do-it-yourself shops like Home Depot um, and all that stuff so i i like the way Global x captures themes i think as a shop they do a great job slicing and dice thematic exposures in a way that's very intuitive and makes sense to investors and i think they do a phenomenal job with this fund as well
1: thank you Cynthia i got you down for miln and tom you're up next what is your mystery c- battle category and which etf wins it
3: I thought that was great, by the way, uh, Cynthia, on the tech exposure, because, you know, obviously being very heavy tech, uh, just the millennial generation. As we're getting towards the end of the year, I'll be a little bit boring with this one, but taxes come up quite a lot. And I like to look at ETFs to pay out capital gain distributions. And I was actually pretty surprised to see that MILN has paid out a capital gain distribution a few times, like three different years, uh, compared to Gen Y, which hasn't. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked by that, considering it's just a U.S.-only portfolio. So it could just be that maybe they're not as tight with the portfolio management, or they've sort of not have a not done maybe the greatest job in being able to manage some of the tax uh, implications there. So on that advantage, I'll actually give this one to Gen Y, because I actually think from a tax efficiency standpoint, it seems to be a better run portfolio.
1: Well, we've arrived at the part of the program where our judges can give us their overall final battle winner. And Tom, you're up, so give it to us.
3: Even though Gen Y is cheaper, it's global exposure, it's got a higher yield, probably better portfolio management. I like the portfolio better in the Global X product, uh, MILN. Uh, You know, Gen Y does a lot of stuff going for it, but I think for for this theme, uh, MILN seems like the better fit.
1: Thank you, Tom. Cynthia, your final chance to weigh in with your overall battle winner.
2: Um, I just want to say ditto, but I guess I'll explain myself. Um, I agree. I, I think if, if you're going to go the thematic ETF investing route, to me, it's about capturing the theme. So 100% on the capital gains is a, is a big down uh, on MLN, and hopefully they can get it together and, and do a better job there. But the cost is roughly the same. You get that U.S. exposure to so avoid a lot of that global risk, which everybody's concerned about right now. And you have a theme that, you know, delivers what you would expect to deliver. So I, I think MILN wins this category as well.
1: Well, our judges have spoken. Sorry, not sorry. And our final battle winner, according to my scorecard, is MILN from Global X. And our judges agreed for the most part heavily In most of these categories, including cost, exposure strategy, performance, and uh, making some great points. Gen Y, of course, has the better yield, almost 3%. It's also a more global portfolio, but MILN has been the better historical performer. It's also more diversified, more U.S.-focused, and our judges made some great points. Something that really stood out to me was that 40% of both of these ETFs have exposure, or at least almost forty percent exposure to the communication services sector and stocks. So what does that say about millennials? They like to communicate. They like to text. I don't know Have you, if I've don't know if you've tried calling a millennial lately, but uh, they don't like it. They prefer texting. But clearly, um, our judges broke it down and made some awesome points. And uh, well done. Any any final thoughts about millennials that that you'd like to mention judges? Any thoughts or observations about this particular generation? I'm just amazed at how big they are in terms of size. Cynthia?
2: I can't wait to say to see what all they build with all those stocks in Home Depot and Lowe's. So I just I can't wait to see the builder generation. <laughs> 100%
1: Tom, any final thoughts?
3: Yeah, I'm waiting for the Boomer ETF to come out. Like they, they should have a sister product. So as you move towards the timeline, then you got to move into the Boomer ETF, right? And so you have to keep moving. So then I don't know what's in the next one. Sort of the uh, uh, you know healthcare and pharmaceutical companies
1: as you as you pass sort of the threshold, sort of move into the next product. What about Generation Xers like us? I mean, come on! Don't can't we get any respect? Well, thanks again for your excellent analysis, judges Tom and Cynthia. Well done. Keep up the good work.
3: Thanks for having me, Ron. Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Be sure to visit the description section below. We've got research links to our judges, so get in touch. And while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. So, which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Post your ETF ticker symbols in our comment section below, or you can find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. If we choose your battle, you win your choice of an ETF Battles shirt or a coffee mug. I'm Ron DeLegge. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.
0: The Direction Daily Gold Miners Index Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs trade under the ticker NUGT for the 3X Bull and DUST for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the Nisey Arca Gold Miners Index for a single day. The Gold Miners Index holdings include names such as Barrick Gold, Newmont Mining, Franco Nevada, and Newcrest Mining, with index country weightings including Canada, Australia, United States, and South Africa. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on gold miners, you choose the direction. For up to date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index
1: holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.